This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Front row on the bigger picture. I'm Julia Jacobs. Irama Rimba is the fourth musical production under the Temple of Fine Arts Kuala Lumpur's Angkor banner, whose past productions have collectively won several Bo Cameronian Arts Awards. So Irama Rimba is set to celebrate the Malaysian multicultural experience of sharing and creating through music. And I'm going to find out more about it from Jotsna Prakash, the production's music director and co-arrangers of the production, Hari Ramting Yon Lam and Irina Taib. Uh, Hari is also going to be playing the viola and the gambos in the production. And Irina is also a guitarist. Welcome, everyone. How are you today? Hi, Juliet. <laughs> Lovely to have you on the show. Uh, so long since we've seen you guys. So thank you so much for coming in. Really excited to hear about this. Um, maybe I can just start with uh, Hari and uh, Jotsna. Uh, you guys, of course, you know, longtime members of the Temple of Fine Arts. Uh, you know, that's a center for artistic, cultural, and spiritual expression um, and exploration for its members and students. Tell me, you know, what is it about TFA that you love so much? And, you know, you've been with them for such a long time. For me, TFA has actually been my second home. Uh, my parents were um, invited by the founder to be a part of the uh, teaching fraternity. And uh, this was ever since I was pretty much around maybe two, three years old. So my entire life, I've grown up in the space with, you know, with Jotsunaka and many others. And uh, they are like my family. I consider her as like my mother, and even my musical mother, I should say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think the special thing about Temple of Fine Arts is that while the, the crux of it is, is spiritual, but the, our founder, Swamiji, had, had kind of advocated for the arts and um, he wanted that to be another avenue for the members to explore their creativity and their artistic expression. So um, I, I, for me, I started... I grew up in this atmosphere and that has kind of made me the person that I am today. And because of that, I'm in music because of my teachers, because of my parents, because of, of Swamiji, I am doing what I'm doing today. And uh, uh, we hope that, you know, this can be developed, can be upgraded, can be improved. And this legacy that can, can go on for many more years to come. So I'm having a blast of a time <laughs> in this space and with these, with, you know, these wonderful people yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think legacy is an important thing as well in the temple of finance right i mean uh harry obviously was you know started as a student a very young one now you are a teacher am i correct yes as i'm well, a teacher right? yeah so it's th- that continuity is there and just now if i can ask you i mean you know we've i think we met 20 years yeah. ago uh <laughs> and you know still going strong at tfa i mean what keeps you going um actually i i don't know what keeps me going because sometimes you know you you wonder you know, what you're going to do the next day or what am I going to do next week or what am I going to do next year? But somehow, I think because we are surrounded by so much creativity, um, 
we are stimulated by so much, you know, that's going on around us that we keep thinking of doing new things. We keep, you know, creating. And I guess maybe we have a good team mm-hmm. uh, and we kind of support each other that way. And and that is actually the crux and the kind of the soul of Irama Rimba. Irama Rimba represents this collective voice and not just a single voice um, having her or his say. It is a collective voice building on a structure that has been conceptualized and everybody playing a part and saying, hey, I'm here. Uh, this is what I can give to this production. Let's sing together. Let's um, be happy together. And that's what this uh, show is about. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, it emulates what we um, feel in real life. Of course, I know there are things that are, you know, um, sensitive and, and uh, things that are not so pleasant in real life. But we push that aside. Let's look at the positive uh, parts of being Malaysian, of living in a community that shares, um, interacts, negotiates with each other constantly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what this is. Okay, excellent. And um, Irina, if I can just quickly yes. uh, ask you, you know, I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know, uh, this collaboration, how you got to work with the folks at TFA. Are you also a member at TFA? Uh, I'm not, you but know. I used to study under Jasna Akao when I was in Aswara many years ago. So I was in the Indian Ensemble. <laughs> and I think how it started, you invited me to play yeah. for a show at yeah. TFA. Okay. And then I think I just, I fell in love. With the music, with the people. And the food. <laughs> and the food, and the yeah. Food, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they welcomed me with like open arms and yeah, okay. and now we're here. Exactly, that's wonderful, right? And I think that's something that TFA does as well, right? It nurtures uh, cultural understanding, you know, especially I suppose, you know, if we look around these days, as you were alluding to just now, you know, uh, increasingly less racial and religious tolerance here in Malaysia, right? So I think this performance as well hopes to play a part, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. letting us uh, work together in our differences. Yeah. yeah, especially crossing all these boundaries that have been created, uh, racial, yeah. gender, yeah. Um, you know, all those things um, didn't should not actually play a part in the arts at least, mm-hmm. and it gives us a chance to express that through music, and really that feeling of without being cliched and without being a snapshot, or rather we are trying to represent a process that Malaysia is a process, mm-hmm. a process of of constant renewal, constant interaction, yeah. and what what can come out of that. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. so I think it's important mm-hmm. that the arts um, be given this voice and this platform. Mm. Okay. And I just wanted to quickly ask you guys as well, you know, I mean, obviously 2020, 2021, not great years for anybody, yeah. but, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, for musicians and for you know, folks at TFA, it wasn't uh, the easiest uh, couple of years, right? I mean, how are things building up now, you know, since those couple of years? Well, like many other schools and many other institutions, I think... Uh, um, we were affected quite badly, but I think what we we attempted was to kind of switch up uh, our teaching methods and, of course, you know, going online. And while that kind of started off uh, quite nicely, when I say nicely, means that you know, you <laughs> the convenience of being at home and then you know, conducting your sure. classes online that that was there. Sure. But I think uh, eventually, I think um, we all felt that you know, when it comes to teaching music or dance, that physical presence is very important, you know. And I would say the same about producing music. No doubt, I, I, even though I am 
predominantly a performer mm-hmm. and a teacher and I've got pretty much no experience in say music production or sound engineering I I had to um learn whatever skills I could to kind of keep up with with the trend you know or at least to collaborate because that was what was happening and you know it's it's no good just sitting at home and then uh, wallowing and saying oh I cannot do this I cannot do that so it, I would look at it as a um a really good opportunity that we experienced to learn new things and to experience it and um I think because of that that experience uh, we were able to kind of find new ways to do our work mm-hmm. and in fact coming back to Irama Rimba actually when uh, uh, we were working on a couple of our songs uh, Irina and I were Uh, helping Jotsnaka kind of arrange the music and i think the the cool part was that we could do it from the comfort of our own homes you know and we were able to work um efficiently and fast you know and again i think it depends on the individual for me i found a way to kind of communicate and teach my students online and i've i've built a whole process around that you know sure. but i know that you know if you're not so tech savvy it can be a challenge but thankfully things you know especially with regards to the show have worked out quite nicely so um yeah i think the last two years even though it was painful but there was definitely some good that was derived out of it mm-hmm. yeah definitely some learnings from it yeah, as well right definitely. Okay. all right and i i don't know for you irina how was it for you these past couple of years you know as a as a musician as well uh yeah like harris it was it was hard cuz like i i gigged a lot before before pandemic happened so like I, i i went outside malaysia play outside mm. and pandemic started everything was cancelled gosh yeah and i uh, i was studying in boston before that so i came back i was just a freelancer so i didn't have anything to like oh, okay where, where should i go mm-hmm. but then somehow you know everything always just work out in a funny way i had like <laughs> teaching job and then i produced like this like uh for like a youtube kids stuff and all that yeah <laughs> opportunities and, yeah, and, yeah and like me and my sisters we have a band called impatient sisters yeah. so we we our plan was to record the album but then we couldn't go to the studios so i was like you just like record like four songs in my room so we actually released an ep during the pandemic mm-hmm. yeah so i was constantly like trying to look for things to do mm-hmm. just okay. to like not be stagnant and just stay at home <laughs> crying. Yeah. How does an artistic brain stay static, right? I mean yeah, that's like yeah. god that's like the worst punishment and for you just now you know how was the the last couple of years for you? Okay, I'll be honest. I'm actually very comfortable sitting at home. <laughs> 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 I am a complete introvert. Okay. And um actually thought that, you know, it was going to be difficult taking piano classes from home, but I found that because I was on camera and the student's mother was right there i think a lot of things changed because the mother suddenly realized that their children weren't practicing <laughs> so i had like an assistant teacher right there and she'd be like shouting i'm telling the student and the, i can hear the mother shouting from the side see i told you to practice you didn't practice <laughs> so trauma honestly, from my past coming back to haunt so me honestly my piano classes kind of worked out quite well mm-hmm. um, of course like hari said you know uh it nothing like physical classes but i think the covid the pandemic taught us so much yeah. Yeah. taught us that we could break mindsets that you know we can't teach music online we cannot teach dance online we had to do it yeah. and we did it yeah. Yeah. kind of like challenges to like yeah. okay, how do we approach 
this thing now, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Different approaches to something that we thought couldn't be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And I think one really lovely thing also was that, you know, everybody was so supportive of each other, especially in the performing arts scene, right? Because everyone was kind of going through the same thing. So, you know, people were doing um, uh, charity gigs, for example, Mm -hmm. online things, you know, trying to help uh, those musicians whose incomes were, you know, had stopped, right? So that was wonderful. And of course, now you guys are back with uh, Irama Rimba. Let's just go for one quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about, you know, what the program is all about. I'm speaking today to Jyotsna Praka. She's a musical director and a pianist. Hari Ram Tingyuan Lam, he's a co-arranger of Irama Rimba. He'll also be playing the viola and gambos. And Irina Taib, a co-arranger for the production, also a guitarist, part of Impatient Sisters. We'll have more after this quick break. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. With me today, Jotsna Prakash, Hari Ram Tingyuan Lam, Irina Taib. They are all part of the new production that's set to come up. It's a musical production uh, by the Temple of Fine Arts Kuala Lumpur. It's called Irama Rimba. It's under their Angkor banner, right? Which was, of course, an award-winning uh, series. Jotsna, maybe I can quickly ask you about uh, Angkor. You know, can you remind us about, you know, some of your previous productions and what's the, I guess, what's the idea behind it? Okay, so Angkor was an idea that literally started out like a seed. So the meaning of Angkor is sprout. So the idea was that I wanted to develop this orchestra or this ensemble that had Malaysian-made composers, performers, and we would develop that idea through a few years or whatever it was. So Angkor started off as a youth ensemble, uh, playing some pieces that uh, Irina was part of that also. So she had composed one song, so she uh, featured in that first Angkor. Oh, Sister Don't Cry? Yeah, Sister oh, Don't yeah. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so that was one. And then we, we went on to do another um, concert that had... Uh, Samuel J. Das and Jamie Wilson and all of them wow. trying to teach um, the children their pieces. So that was the second Angkor. Mm-hmm. And then the third one was called Under the Kion Tree. Uh, that was in 2017. Yeah. So from a seed, it became a sprout, then it became a tree. Right. So that was about the... We, we tried to explore the Malaysian identity through uh, legends and how those legends can be relevant to us today um, in our contemporary time. So from that, now we've expanded from one tree into many trees. So there is a kind of a progression Mm -hmm. uh, through uh, this whole Angkor series, and I hope that we can keep exploring and keep doing uh, new themes. But it's all in and around the idea that Malaysia is a space for us to keep exploring, keep learning, keep sharing that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, this is not just about traditional music, right? It's about, you know, all sorts of contemporary music, you know, across uh, across all the different sort of genres as well. Am I correct yeah. in saying that? Yes. So, see, the idea of being, what what's, when you say someone is Malaysian, what does that mean? Mm. So all those questions come into play when we when we explore these themes. So when we stereotype a person to say, oh, you're Indian, so definitely you only play an Indian instrument. So, so look at Hari, for example. You know, Hari plays the gambus. He studied at Aswara. Irina plays the sita. She studied at Aswara. So there's a lot of, of, of things that we borrow, we share, uh, and we love. We mm-hmm. happen to like something because it, it, it resonates with us, for example. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so those are things that we want to talk about, things that actually we have in common and that we share and rather, and not things that we are separated by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we celebrate makes sense. Yeah, we yeah. celebrate the differences. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask, you know, uh, Hari, why you took up the gumbos? Uh, good question. I think uh, there was, there's always been a part of me that um, has been attracted towards uh, traditional music. When I say traditional means I'm not just talking about like Indian classical. I'm, I'm, I'm saying across the world, like um, there's a part of me that wants to learn how to play, uh, say like uh, the Erhu mm-hmm. or maybe even uh, the Sarangi from India yeah. or maybe... Like, like the Ud, I really want to go and experience what it's like to 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 be in that that atmosphere and to learn about it. So, uh, when I joined Aswara, um, I auditioned as a Indian classical violinist. Okay. Of course, the prerequisites were you need to have your grade five and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But when I spoke to the lecturers, they said, "Never mind, you just come in and uh, show us what you can do." And so, in that audition, they asked me, "Okay, um, what else would you like to learn?" and what and what else would you like to derive from your experience here? And so I said, I feel like learning the gambus. And it was something that I had just said, you know. Um, because usually when it comes to a minor instrument, which is your second instrument, the, the lecturers recommend an instrument to you. But I specifically chose the gambus. So I think it's maybe because of the sounds and the, the, the tones and maybe the, everything else that came with it. And maybe I I can say that I attribute a lot of that to my experience growing up because m- both my parents, you know, they they exposed us exposed my family to a lot of different kinds of music and dance. So I already grew up with that um, in my subconscious. And then all the more being with um, Jotsnaka, whose music has been very, um, in a sense, world music ish you know, cross boundaries and all that. So for me, that that had um, that has played an important role in my choices today, actually. So I grew up listening to the Azan and I love the Azan. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I like listening to Chinese opera. I like with my father and then uh, listening to a lot of Indian <laughs> cultural music. I love listening to jazz mm-hmm. and rock. And then when um, when I was with Irina in, in, in Aswara, we used to collaborate a lot together and do a lot of fusion stuff. So I think for me... Um, just having all these different genres and, and, and cultures, you know, for me, it's like, oh, my God, this is, this is, it's like a whole buffet, you know. Mm. You go to like a nasi champo shop, right? One, two, six, they'll give you 126 dishes. You can choose what you like, you know. And that's the, that's the greatness of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it all sounds familiar and comes together. It all, yeah, it all complements each other so well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And for you, Irina, I mean, yes. Berkeley grad, you know, you didn't want to tell us that, all of that. But <laughs> yes, how did, I mean, why did you, what what sort of resonated with you, as Jotsuna said, uh, you know, with, with with regard to the Sita? Um, I think for me, like, same like Hari, I'm always attracted to culture, traditional music. I think for me, growing up, so I had the privilege of, just traveling with my family because my dad was a pilot. Mm-hmm. So we always travel outside and then I always like to see like the instruments and all that. So I think when I, I went to India with my, my family and then I saw the sita and I bought like a cheap sita. I don't know, I just bought it and I brought it home. Like, hey, this thing is cool. Then I got, <laughs> and then, then I knew that I wanted to learn something other than guitar because I always, I think it's good to appreciate 
like like try to understand other people's culture how it affects people mm. and then like i think going to berkeley seeing like like the people there really kind of owning your own thing like like i have my friend from madagascar and she's like really proud of like who she is mm. like or the music that they have and i feel like sometimes in malaysia we always look like oh the westerns are so cool yeah. pe- people yeah. are so cool but actually if you look like We are cool. We, yeah, we are cool. We are you know, cool, yeah. we have so yeah, much. Yeah, we are so yeah. cool. Yeah, we have so much. So I yeah. think that's yeah, it's it's so important to celebrate your culture. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's that's what's coming together, isn't it, Ini Rama? Remember all these different cultures and lovely that you know. It's not say, okay, it's not an Indian person playing the sitar or it's not a Malay person playing the gambus, right? So everybody, yeah. it's it shows that sort of multi ethnic um, talents and 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 you know the kind of. Um, Compositions and music that Malaysia has to offer. Talk to me about the program for uh, Irama Rimba. What can we look forward to? Um, okay, so this time we are having five pieces. Uh, the way we have structured the pieces is to represent what you. Okay, for example, we want the audience to feel Malaysia mm-hmm. when they hear the piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one piece that talks about what we see in our daily lives. So how are we going to express that musically? Uh, it was a challenge for us, definitely, to not think of everything being melodic, you know, in a beautiful mm. way. Okay. You know, uh, that was definitely a challenge for me because I tend to do music that is very, I won't say dark, but some people may say dark because <laughs> I like sad songs. Melancholic. So, yeah. Melancholic. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay. Melancholy. All right. So... Yeah, I love that really deep. I can just sit there for hours and hours and hours. So thank God for these two people. They kind of pulled me out of it. Aka, <laughs> uh, I think you need to. Maybe you can look at it this way. And they're very kind also. So yeah, so yeah, so we explored a few things and how we can. Um, what is that experience ultimately? What do we want to say? Uh, again, there's another piece called Conversations where we are literally actually having a conversation with our instruments. Mm. And that piece was came about just with a very general structure that Hari uh, came up with. And then we all just played and something just came out of it. So it was very natural and it you can really equate it to having a conversation. Most of us are friends. We've all grown up together, except for one musician, Brian, who plays the Erhu. He's someone we just got to know, okay. which was also interesting. Because yeah. through music, we got to know him better and better and better. Yeah. Mm. So I think um, playing music as a platform to form these kind of relationships is something also that mm. uh, can be explored, you know, in schools, for example. Yeah. And I think at TFA, um, I wanted to add on to what Hari said earlier. The reason maybe we are open to these things is because we have explored those themes in our dance productions Uh, I think uh, Swamji made sure that we kind of acknowledge the roots of this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even though uh, classical dance and music was TFA's forte, uh, and we learned that very seriously, but the themes that we have explored through dance have been very contemporary, and he wanted us to also say that, hey, you guys are from Malaysia, you should know your own yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah. So we've done... Masuri, for example, and we've learned about her story and what happened and spent really hours and hours and months and months on on that uh, theme. So I think these were things that kind of opened our minds to, hey, there's so many possibilities, mm-hmm. there's so many things that we can learn. Um, we are not 
restricted to just doing things a certain way. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. It sounds wonderful. And I, I mean, so you mentioned some of the songs. There's also something called Gataranjiwa and Apakaba Orang Kampung. What's that about? Uh, that's a surprise. That's a surprise. <laughs> oh, that's why you didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Okay, okay. So five, uh, five pieces, all original uh, compositions. Am I correct? I mean, talk to me, Irina and uh, Hari, about you know how you guys collaborated. You know what was the part that you guys played uh, as arrangers? You know. Um, okay, I think uh, I remember when uh, Jotsnaka first spoke to me about the you know this this project. Um, I should call it a sharing experience, actually, not a project. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So when she first spoke to me about the idea, I think what uh, really got my attention was that she wanted to explore uh, different methods or different processes in creating the pieces. I think for many of us, especially classical musicians, or if, you, if you've grown up in a classical environment, uh, we are used to one person, uh, one person composing the pieces, and then the musician just pl- just plays. But I think we, you know, she has been uh, really inspiring and has motivated me to actually look at, okay, let's see how else we can create the piece, and then uh, uh, see what comes out of it. You know, so for me that was the the selling point. And then uh, I think when now when I look back at all the five pieces. They are unique in their own way. I, of course, these ideas are not new, meaning that I'm sure there are other musicians yeah. and artists who have Absolutely. already explored it. You know, it's just that for us to kind of break that that usual that comfortable bubble that we were in, this has been a, a good experience for us to actually uh, go through. And so, uh, for example, what that that piece that uh, Jotsnaka was mentioning. Um, uh, she had kind of prepared a frame, and then she had asked my opinion about it, and uh, I said, "Okay, maybe let's see, let's change it, let's let's see if we can approach it from a different way." Usually, a mel- uh, a piece uh, um, is created by starting with a melodic line or a main line or lead line. But then I said, "Okay, let's see if we can change that. Let's see who else can start that particular riff or whatever." And so from there, we responded to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so actually, this the piece is it's somebody else. I won't say who who's going to start the piece, sure. and it's our response to that and our conversation. And while we know the structure, we don't know what the other person is going to play. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm being honest about that. So today, uh, 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 although it's a one day show, today if Jotsnaka were to play something, and based on what she's playing, I'd respond to that today. But then tomorrow, if she decides to do something else, how will that affect? me and my uh, perspective, you know, mm. and how would I say what I want to say through the music. So I think each piece has got its own unique uh, approach and it's toned. And I think the arrangement part, uh, you know, um, uh, I was so happy when, when she asked us yeah. to be a part of that because it gave us an opportunity to actually help uh, expand Jotsnaka's music, sure. you know. Sure. Uh, a, a lot of discussions took place, you know, a lot of um, uh, evaluation and, and then error. trying, yeah, trial yeah. and error. So that was really nice, you know, that, that she she encouraged us to, to work alongside with her and, and kind of expand that. Yeah, Irina? Mm-hmm. How about for you, Irina? For me, I don't know, I guess I, to me, I am used to like, just like a, you know, I mean, I come from a pop, background so yeah. we are used to like just improvise and just figuring out on the spot there's not much structure so 
I think for me, I come from a different perspective and like yeah. it's different kind of year. Mm. And then, yeah, I don't know. You guys welcome me. Thank you for that. And I don't know. It was a nice, like a collaboration mm. thing that happened. Yeah. And we arranged. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I just love that the fact that you said that, that it's still evolving, you know, even today, even though the performance is in a couple of weeks, like constantly evolving, right? So you don't quite know actually what will happen on, on performance night itself, yeah. right? Am I right in saying that? Yep, yeah. absolutely. Ah, <laughs> keeps it. me up at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But just yesterday, or day before, I was just thinking, oh my God, we know we, we've, we've come this far. And then think, oh my God, it's only one day. So we only have one day to get it right. But then I have to, actually, it's a good practice because... What we've been talking about is, um, it's about the process. It's not so much about the result, yeah. mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that uh, I had to kind of remind myself that, okay, you just have to allow it to happen. We we have to do our work, yeah. But we just have to allow it uh, to, have to let go. Yeah, let yeah. go and let it no. flow on that day, <laughs> yeah, you know. And um, I like you think so much about the performance, but you don't think about the journey. Yeah, going yeah. to the performance, then yeah. you lose out. Yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so it's uh, as you mentioned, a one night only performance. I mean, talk to me a little bit about the ensemble. I mean, who else are we going to see on stage uh, on the sixteenth? Okay. So there are twelve of us. So we have, and most of us have actually performed together. So we have Prakash, uh, Prakash Kandasamy on tabla. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Muhammad Hisharudi on uh, Malay percussion, and uh, Tong, Tong on uh, shigu. Then we have uh, two new members, uh, Satya Subramaniam and Nitya. They are actually senior students. Satya is a senior student of uh, Sam, Sam J, uh, Samuel J. Das. Okay. And uh, Nitya is a senior student of uh, Kalpana from TFA. And they've both joined us this time mm-hmm. um, to, to uh, play in this ensemble, so, yeah. which is nice. And then we have Brian, uh, Brian Ngui. No. Who is on uh, uh-huh. the Erhu? Uh, okay. Then Panga. Eugene. Ah, Sashini Gaurisan on the violin. And she's also the project manager. So she manages everything, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, Eugene. Eugene. Eugene Chong on cello. Hello. Have I missed anyone out? Amira. Amira. Yes, um. Amira Farhana on uh, Bonang. Yeah. Okay. Yes, she's part of Aswara too. Yeah. yeah. So we've got quite a few. Uh, Eclectic. Yeah, very really eclectic. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, "Wow, look at the range of instruments on on one yeah. stage. That's amazing." Yeah. And everyone yeah. has their own like voice. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's the fun part, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So that's happening on the sixteenth uh, of November, yeah. which is a Wednesday. Just one show only. One night only. <laughs> only Eight fifteen p.m. Um, how can folks get their hands on tickets? How 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 can they register? Or yeah. Okay, so they can call uh, either uh, Shobana mm-hmm. or Panga. But if you follow Angkor TFA on Instagram, yeah. that's the poster. You can find yeah. the number. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I guess the best thing to do, uh, head to Instagram. the Instagram, Instagram. or yeah. Facebook. That's also, right. Yeah, so Angkor underscore, underscore TFA. TFA. Angkor underscore uh, TFA, TFA yeah. uh, on uh, Instagram. Insta. Also yeah. Facebook as well. Yeah, yes. actually, actually, the Insta is where we are mostly yeah. active. La. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Well, thank you so much, all of you, thank you know, you for joining me today. Um, before I let you go, though, one final one final sell, why everyone should come watch this one in once in a lifetime, you know, one night only <laughs> performance, you know. Tell me, uh, Harry, why don't you go first? Wow, that's a, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> but I think mainly um, 
for us, I, th- I think especially at, uh, you know, after two years mm-hmm. and then now that, that a lot of things are going on, I won't say what, but I'm sure we all <laughs> yeah. know. Yes. Um, I feel like uh, this sharing experience is actually for all of us. It's not only for the audience, but even for us performers to actually have that, to be in that space together and to, again, celebrate our Malaysian-ness mm-hmm. through the music. And um, you know, have a good time. That's that's the basic idea, actually. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the political rhetoric sort of like <laughs> yes. ruin everything, right? Um, Irina, maybe I can ask you now. You know, why, yeah, you first. Uh, yeah, just come and have fun <laughs> with us. And you know, I, I know everything is just coming to you fast paced and all that. Just take this few hours and just sit back. And enjoy yeah. the music with this yeah. for a while. Revel in everything Malaysian, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And just now, this is your baby. Uh, you know, your baby's here also yeah. helping you, isn't it? How wonderful, right, to have your yeah. students back helping Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, what both of them said is exactly what I'm going to say too. And that's, you know, there's so much going, there's so many things going around, going on now, you know, uh, politically. So let's not pay any attention to that. Let's pay attention to how we really feel about Malaysia and let's celebrate that. So I think basically we're just going to have fun on that day and we hope the audience has fun with us as well. Yeah. So that's that's basically it. Well, thank you so much, all thank of you, you, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Jotsna Prakash, musical director and pianist, Hari Ramting Yuan Lam, co-arranger of Irama Rimba, also going to be playing the viola and gambos, and Irina Tayeb, also co-arranger and a guitarist. Uh, they are all set to perform at Irama Rimba. Again, uh, that is happening on Wednesday, the 16th of November at 8.15pm. Uh, this is over at TFA itself, yes, isn't it? TFA. Yeah. Okay, just head to um, Angkor Irama Rimba's Instagram page, right, for details and to find out how you can get your invitations. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, just download the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.